2: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Is Jackson, you ready?
2: Let's go.
0: Now, live in the Bank Plus studio where college football meets the all lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Out of Bound Show with Bo Bound, streaming around the world live at The Out of Bounds radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. Man, good morning. Welcome in to the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Um, show is brought to you by our friends at Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road. Before you go to Dancing Rabbit Golf Club or Live Oaks Golf Club, well, you want to stop by Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road. Edwin Watts Golf Shop. My son loves that place. Yeah, he does. It could get ugly in there for me. <laughs> but uh, he picked up a driver and a three wood from there this year, and he is yeah. super fired. He got that brand-new tailor-made one several uh-huh. months ago. It is fine. It's amazing how cool golf clubs look today compared to when I was growing up. Um, but, yeah, Edwin White's Golf Shop, County Line Road, uh, right across from Drago's, Seafood Restaurant and Oyster Bar. If you're thinking... Fred Smoot loves some char-broiled oysters from Drago's. And you can pair it with a yingling, lager, beer, uh, American-made, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And what I love about yingling is uh, it's not heavy, but it does have some body and taste that you're looking for. Also, I'd recommend if you're making a Tito's Vodka Bloody Mary at home, you can put a shot of yingling in there. And it kind of calms down that. Uh, acidic taste, and it's a beautiful thing. But it's also good just pouring in a, a good glass and hanging out on the porch or the patio later today and throwing some burgers on the grill. Uh, Blake said he's cooking for me this weekend, so I'm very excited about that. And we are the Out of Bounds Show, Man. 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. We'll have MRA football and ESPN 105.9 The Zone tonight. Ross Haley and Greg Self will be on the call. I think Greg will be. Uh, Ross will be, and, um, they're hosting Natchez Cathedral. They're actually going on their second game. Most teams haven't even played yet. Um, and so I don't know who's going to win MA, MAIS, MRA, Hartfield prep. Um, I don't think Jay will be in the running this year, but maybe, of course, they've had a really good team the last couple of years. They, they looked great coming off the bus the last couple of years. Couldn't get the offense going. Uh, Had they, I think they would have made even more noise. Uh, MHSAA, people talking the same. Well, you know, Brandon, Madison Central. I don't think Starville's got enough on uh, uh, a good enough offensive coaching. Um, Oxford's always dangerous. And then when you go down the Pine Belt, you don't ever know what you're going to get out of Oak Grove. Sometimes pedal, but, but, but Oak Grove. And then we'll see if there's another team that may jump up and do some things. Um. So, Blake, you told me it was National Potato Day. It is. And it's funny because, you know, I love hash browns, like the hash brown bowl from B3, Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue. They serve breakfast six mornings a week. And that hash brown bowl is amazing. Um. So when we're thinking potatoes, last night, it's funny. I took a baked potato and I cubed it, you know, and then put it in the air fryer. Ooh, And I just made some... I mean, you could call them fries because they weren't really hash browns, but they were cubed, oh. and I thought they were good. I, You know, I just put a little uh, love rub from Jonesy Q on there. Okay. And I actually had some uh, rack of lamb that oh. I, I put. I cut it up into the pops, and I put <laughs> it in the air fryer too. Not, same, not the same time as the potatoes, and it turned out great. Um, nobody else in the house wanted it. And so you did
3: lamb hash basically. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. I thought this was going to be potatoes. I thought this was going to be a normal potato story. And then you're adding lamb.
0: And and let me just tell you, the lamb was excellent. So good. And, um, (laughs) uh, that's so funny. It it was good, but potatoes, you know, my weakness is French fries. Um, I've somewhat gotten that under control. Uh, and I love sweet potato fries too, by the way. Um, and, and that's just, but now if you give me hash browns the right way, I want them a little crisp I want a little bit of, Yes. I don't like soggy no. hash browns Mm-mm. and, and that's, mm. so if you're going to do hash browns, put a little bit of, you know, brown, a little bit of crisp or actually I like a lot, but yeah, but at least a little bit, if that's where we're going to go.
3: I'm, I agree with you on the potatoes. Like, fries, hash browns, potato hash, whatever you want to say, like, they have to be, it's got to have some crispness to it, some structural integrity, 100%. <laughs> can't be mushy. You
0: just said structural integrity when you were talking about hash browns, it can't which is be amazing. It
3: can't be mushy. I'm with you 100%. Okay. Um, I also agree that lamb potato hash does sound amazing. I just don't think we all have lamb sitting around the house. Well, like I had
0: forgotten about it and I had uh cooked a little bit before I left on Sunday maybe, I don't remember. And I ziplocked the other uh rack and so when I saw it in the fridge, I said, "Well, dude, it's it's
3: lamb and potatoes night." What what do you think is worse? It was fabulous. What is worse? Uh, soggy potato or Jimbo's offense. Are you buying AM this I don't year? Know. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> yet. They,
4: they are the biggest overhyped team of the offseason.
3: <laughs> he couldn't you couldn't even get the question out. He said oh. that man said, Stop right there. there sir. There's a thread
0: on, on Six Pack on me about my Jimbo take, and this guy's all upset with me, and then there's a bunch of other comments and I don't know anything about football and so on, which is wonderful. Um and so, Blake. Uh, obviously, if you know anything about college football, you know that Jimbo Fisher ran the Florida State program right off the cliff. It's really despicable. If you don't know that, you don't you don't know college football. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Again, I, I, I've never claimed on this show that I that I know what the coach should should call on third and six, other than it should be a play that can get a first down. <laughs> um, but, but. Yeah, I mean, Jimbo Fisher ran the Florida State program yeah, into the ground.
3: That's correct. That okay. an and in take. year
0: four at Texas A&M, he went 8-4, and four and he yep. lost to Arkansas, yep. Mississippi State, mm-hmm. Ole Miss, mm-hmm. and an LSU team that literally had 43 players and had already fired their head coach.
2: We ain't going nowhere.
0: And then they just declined to go to the Gator Bowl to play Wake Forest because they thought they could go from 8-4 and four to 8-5. and
3: five. But he signed the number one recruiting class in the country. He absolutely did. And kids love the 12th man and the Aggie tradition. That's right. So, And
0: that's why five-star players out of Miami signed with A&M. because well, of the 12th man. There's
3: zero doubt.
0: It's not because of an NIL deal or under-the-table booster money. <laughs> it's because Wait. the 12th man is so powerful that I'm going to fly over four states and fly over Florida, Georgia, who just won the national title, Alabama, who's won 95 of them, and LSU, who's a better program than you, but it's the A&M 12th man.
3: I think what it is is we were confused. We just didn't understand that when Jimbo said they love the 12th man, what he meant was the 12th man is just what they call the guy who carries the brown bags. That's, <laughs> just, that's all it is. We just thought he meant the tradition of that's the 12th man. What he meant was... That guy who carries the bag. I love that. I didn't. I think it was just a miscommunication on our part. That's that's on us, Jimbo. Sorry about that. You're on a roll
0: this this segment. That was really good. Thank you. And but the structural integrity
3: (laughs) of what were were we talking? Potatoes, hash browns. Yeah. Well, just any any fried potato. You got to have structural integrity. Yeah. You 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 have to have structural
0: integrity. Because see, I don't like soggy, super soggy fries. No. I I want a little (laughs) bit of crispness. Yeah. To my fries.
3: Yes, it's when you're building a debris fry or anything like that with a potato. The key structural integrity of the potato because it holds up under the sauce and the cheese and the barbecue and all that.
0: Oh, Monday, I was in Biloxi and I went to the filling station, local joint, great great restaurant right there by the casinos, and they had a. debris fry. I almost got it, but I was meeting friends at Ruth's Chris's for for dinner, and I I couldn't pull that off. Um, We'll talk more of uh, structural integrity. Maybe even jump into some mashed potatoes coming up next.
1: It's really despicable.
0: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
2: With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
4: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just
0: gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky.
2: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: You need cooling, baby. I'm not
0: fooling. Hey, guess who's uh, listening
3: to the show? Do I know him? Yes. Is he famous? I assumed it's a guy. Is it a she? No, it's a guy. All right. Is he famous? We've made him. Oh, ooh, more well known here. Well, that could be so many people. I know. Um, okay, we've made him more well known. Is it jo- Jeff Jones? No, but that that was a good guess. Okay, made him more famous. Uh, you wouldn't ask. That, you wouldn't say it if it was Kindle, because Kendall's just Kindle. So. Right. I'm trying to think of someone who like. Mm, mm. John Co. No,
0: it's uh, Chuck Mullins. NFL Chuck. Chuck
3: Mullins. We haven't had NFL Chuck on. You know, I thought about him yesterday when the Deshaun Watson stuff came down. Right. Well, which we haven't even talked about yet, and I don't really want to. Um.
0: But but NFL <laughs> Chuck just texted me, and he said, "Man, you're making me want hash browns." Right now, with the segment mm. that we had on around
3: Potato Day, hash browns are delicious.
0: Hash browns are amazing. There, it's one of my favorite things to eat, but especially breakfast items. Yeah. And again, if they're crispy. And if you've got some Louisiana hot sauce oh. or, you know, I, I definitely want some pepper on there. Um, Louisiana hot sauce is good for me or Tabasco.
3: Any of that, I'm all in. Do you, so when you went to Waffle House, was that yesterday yeah. that you went by Waffle House? You didn't get any hash browns. No,
0: I, well, you know, I was in and out of there and I know. And, well, I know. I, I just, was going to order. I, I asked the lady, do you have anything you can like give me right now? And
3: she said, <laughs> some bread. Yeah. I think it was <laughs> going to be toast. Sliced and bread. I'm
0: not a toast guy. Yeah. The, I mean, I'll eat it every now and then. Yeah. But it, so I said, what about a biscuit? Do you already have a biscuit ready? And they she don't went, do no. Biscuits, do they? no, they do. do they? She, she was like, yeah, huh. I can do it, but we'll have to, you know, what I was like, no, I don't have time. I, I'll just take the coffee. But as a, like, the only time that I can ever remember going to Waffle House and walking in and no one else, they didn't have another yeah. customer in there. That's crazy. And yeah. all four of them were really, really nice. And I told you, they, three of the four waited on me. They got up. Three of them were sitting over in a table. <laughs> Lady takes my, the other two more get up. One handed me my coffee. One handed me the creamer. One handed me the sugar.
3: Yeah, feels like there's a joke there. How many Waffle House waitresses does it take to make a cup of coffee or something well, like that? I'm but giving yeah. them props. No, I know you are, but it made me think. When I think hash browns, I immediately think Waffle House. I do too. Because here's the problem: S-smatter- Yeah, a lot of times, not all.
0: A lot of times, they do. They cook them too soggy.
3: That's why you got to ask. You have to ask for, them, them, to ask for yeah. them to be crispy. Yes. Yeah,
0: I ask them to I mean, do I my. Man, I've been to rounds. Waffle House since May of 2020. Yeah, but uh, I, well, now I have. I went yesterday in yeah. McGee, but you didn't eat, so I don't know if it. Right, counts. I, I, yeah. I've never been in there just to get coffee. No. Um, when my kids were little, I would take them in there every now and then, just something to do. What's well, an experience? Exactly, too, yeah. and they they think when when your kids are anywhere between like three and eleven, they think anything you do with them is amazing. Yes, I mean you can go like take them to the gas station, just fill up your yes. tank, and they think that's. Dude, Waffle House credible.
3: can be a whole other world, too. Though. It can. Even to an adult. But oh, so, it, even th- a, this, this was to a kid. two
0: months into We didn't know it was, you know, it, we went to Orange Beach after everything settled down after that March of 2020. And, yes. and I went in there. It looked like World War Three. Yeah. And I, I didn't know that that was a precursor for what was to come. Yes. Uh, but I'd never, I never—I mean, I understand that some Waffle Houses may not be clean, but they, you know they got—they run a pretty good ship. I mean, it's not Chick Fil A, but they run a good ship. Yeah, and and they—what a great concept—and and so on. When I walked in, I would never, ever, ever witnessed a Waffle House like that. I mean, they—they they should have closed it down, thrown the keys in in the in the in the deep fryer, <laughs> Just and, and, out. and and
3: lit a match. Um, Do you know how you get your hash browns done at Waffle House? The whole smothered cupboard yeah, thing. Yeah, because I think that is a. I think there's a little bit of a. I don't elitism isn't the right word because we're talking about Waffle House, so I think you can throw that out the w- window. But uh, there's a little bit of uh, gang, yeah, you, know, you know, ganging up on where you're like, okay, well, if I I get my hash browns this way, and if you get them a different way, you know, you're, that's not as good as the way I, I, agree. I get. Them. So it's like if we get. Hash browns the same way, that means we are better than those people who don't get them our way. So do you, do you remember how you get your hash brown, like smothered, covered, all I've, that I've stuff? I've done that before, but yeah.
0: usually I just like them crispy with, oh. with hot sauce on them. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm a, I don't even remember all the stuff that they add on top. Do you have it yes, in front of Yes, I have it in front right, of me. tell me what. Tell so, me. Hold on, can I get, is jalapenos one of them? Yes, of course. All right, that is something that I should look into. And I'll have to... We haven't had the hash brown bowl from Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue in a long time. Um, we're gonna have to revisit that. Yes, because it was amazing, and it's been far too long since we have yeah. smoked a uh, hash brown. Well, that didn't sound good. <laughs> how about how about smashed?
3: I gotta cut that. It's. it's
0: <laughs> but I stopped. Good or bad? I guess. No, I guess that was actually
3: worse that you stopped. Um, all right, so smashed a hash brown bowl from yeah, B three Burgers Blues and Barbecue. I get a lot of lunch from there, but you know me, I'm not a breakfast guy. Like if I was going to eat breakfast, it would be while we're on air, right. which doesn't line up. Um, okay, all right. Smothered mm. is onions. Okay, I always I get mine. That doesn't sound good to see, me. See, I'm a smothered and covered. I of go onions you are. and cheese. Uh, okay, cheese is covered. Okay, Amer- they're American cheese slice, that which is still great. pretty good. The uh, chunked is the ham. Uh, that sounds good. And it's the country ham, so it's like right. chunk, you know, big dices of right. ham. Okay. Um, diced is grilled tomatoes, so it's diced grilled, to- That's grilled sound- tomatoes. You don't and like those. I do. Yeah. Uh, peppered is the jalapeno peppers. I love that. Yep. Capped, I love jalapenos. Capped is mushroom, mushroom capped, right? So kind of makes sense. Lord. Lord. Um, and then topped is <laughs> the world-famous Burt's Chili, the... The Waffle House chili oh my that they God, do. God, I don't think I've I may
0: not have had the the super loaded one that you just described with everything.
3: Topped is, is the Burt's chili, and then country is with the sausage gravy on top. You my can, God. You can what get, do you do after that? You can get any combination Drive of those things. Drive straight to a cardiologist? Yes, correct. You can get any combination of those things. You can get them all. You right. can get one. You can get all any right. any so version.
0: For me, I would just do the, the jalapenos and yeah. um, a little... Uh, cheese.
3: Yeah. There you go. So that, that'd be I would peppered add and covered. So a little uh hot sauce. Yeah. Yeah. So Did do, you, you, do you do the full meal deal? I usually get the All-Star breakfast, yeah. Of course you I do. I mean, I haven't been there in forever, though. Right, I understand. Yeah. But, but
0: like I said yesterday, you eat like somebody from Wisconsin. <laughs> I mean, you're about so girth funny. and and like girth. Uh you know, filling because I think of meat and potatoes, I think of Wisconsin Badger yeah. offensive lineman. Yeah, I, mean, I, I agree with that? Iowa like I can still picture, you know, I was lineman beating Mississippi
3: State in the Outback Bowl. Yikes! I mean, they didn't beat hey, Jeffrey Joe Morehead beat Mississippi State. You're in the right. Outback Bowl. You're right. No, uh, I understand what you're saying, but I do eat. I'm culturally diverse, though. I do. I mean, I eat a tons of like sushi and raw fish you and do. things like that too. So, but I'm with you. I understand what you're saying. I I do like my traditional. Mid-American foods. Yeah, like you love Thanksgiving food. Well, yeah, but that's just because I'm a true American. Okay. Uh, Did you know that Waffle House claims there are 1,572,864 possible combinations to order their hash browns? That's nonsense. (laughs) It's because of the different ways you can cook them and then also the different toppings. When you do the mathematical formulation of like, I could have them cooked on the grill eight different ways but I could also do each topping with a different pair it's math it's math it's exponential Uh, it it grows exponentially because there's all these different combinations so they say there's over one and a half million ways to order hash browns at Waffle House
0: Scott says the all star breakfast with country ham tell them to burn it the best
3: there you go okay you gotta get the waffle at Waffle House I mean it's the go to
0: I don't know if I've ever had a waffle at Waffle House I have had the hash browns and scrambled eggs you're missing out okay uh, let's talk uh, burgers, blues, and barbecue and uh, an amazing cheeseburger and onion rings for lunch today with a yingling lager. There you go. Live in the Bank Plus Studio. Oh, we got a surprise interview coming up next? All right. To wrap up the show, have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to the Out of Bounds show. Hit Apple Podcasts. Search Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds. Thank you for listening this week. It's a jet sweep Friday, and uh, we'll be back on Monday. I think you'll like this next interview. Enjoy the weekend.
2: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
3: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
4: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.
2: In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Jumba Casino. 18
2: plus Well, I know most people in town It's me out I alone
0: I'm Bo Bounds, this is the Whiskey 61 well, podcast We've got a big concert in October here with Blues Traveler and Government Mule uh, at the Renaissance and uh, the Twilight Concert Series. It'll be October 22nd, and uh, Blues Traveler and Government Mule will be here at the Renaissance. should be uh, an incredible show, and we are looking forward to that. And we're excited to welcome in uh, Tad Kinchula. Basis for Blues Traveler. He joins us on the Yingling Lager guest line. Tad, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Where are you right now?
4: I am at home. I live in Nashville, Tennessee. All right, cool, cool, cool. How long have you lived in Nashville? Uh, I've been here about six years. Uh, I was previously in Austin, Texas, and then before that, I was in Brooklyn, New York.
0: Nice. How do you like it?
4: Yeah. Uh, I love it. Actually, it serves our our purposes very well. It's a music town, and I have um, uh, nine-year-old twins, and uh, we've got a good neighborhood here. And it's, uh, it's a, you know, I moved from New York to Texas, so it was kind of a culture shock. <laughs> um, and Nat- <laughs> N- N- Nashville's a little bit more in between. Uh, it's got some, you know, transplanted East Coasters, West Coasters, um, and it's uh very, you know, gentle Southern uh, atmosphere. So, like, like it a lot.
0: Yeah, it's a wonderful town, man. Uh, boy, that place has boomed. When I was a kid, there just wasn't anything there. And and you look at the last 30, 40 years, what's happened there. Uh, it's pretty impressive. We're visiting with uh, Tad Kinchula, Basis blues traveler. They'll be here October 22nd at the Renaissance, along with Government Mule. Uh, it'll be a great show. And uh, it's, it's a VIP intimate setting that... Uh, Richard Greenlee and the team have put together twilightms.com is where you can go to check out um, how you can get tickets and tables and, and all that kind of good stuff. Um, so how's the summer gone? Uh, I was following you all a little bit. I, look, I was in college, uh, you know, in the 90s, so damn near every, yeah. every apartment, uh, <laughs> every frat house, every apartment, every bar, uh, at some point in time. Um, was rocking some blues, traveler. How is uh, how's this summer gone as far as shows?
4: It was great. We actually uh, we we went out on a our first kind of opening gig for tour. We uh, went out with Train and Jewel um, this summer, so it was it was full on '90s throwback for sure. <laughs> and uh, it was awesome. We had a we had a great great time. Did like forty dates around the country. Um, and, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was cool to get out and, you know, play with other bands. Package tours are always real fun because there's just a lot of people and a lot of, you know, socializing and being able to hang out and talk shop and whatever. So, uh, we really enjoyed it and, and had a great time playing. Uh, so,
0: but by the way, that's, that's some talented artists that y'all, uh, <laughs> teamed up with, to tour with, and train and Jewel. Um, Didn't you play at Red Rocks this summer or recently?
4: Yeah, yeah, we did. We actually, we're going on like 28 years of playing Red Rocks on the 4th of July. So uh, we did that again. Um, We had Robert Randolph and Corey Wong opening up for us, and it was rocking, just an awesome show. So that's kind of, it's become kind of the highlight of our, of our, you know, summer um, touring, playing. It's just, we've been doing it. And the 4th of July is so special and and that Red Rocks is like, you know, if you haven't been to Red Rocks, pick a band and go see them at Red Rocks because it's it's one of the best venues in the country, uh, if not the best, as far as, uh, you know, a band experience, both for the band and for an audience member.
0: Yeah, I have friends that just love it and and go every year. And um, so tell me, you've played all over. Um, you and yeah. John, and y'all played all over the world. Uh, why, what makes Red Rocks so special and cool, Tad?
4: Uh, well, we, we kind of got, you know, kind of the, the band um, started playing there, you know, years ago. Um, got their first like gig. I think it was opening maybe for the Almonds or something like that, you know, years ago. And got asked back. On, and it happened to be the 4th of July, and I think Fish hadn't, you know, occupied that 4th of July space yet, so we, we got it. And uh, we've been just, uh, you know, kind of renewing it with, uh, the, with Don Stroudsburg does a promotion there, and, uh, and uh, we've just kind of kept doing it, and it became like a yearly thing for us, um, which is amazing because the venue itself is placed at the foothills of the of the Rocky Mountains you know, there are red rocks coming up. It's got a very kind of mystical past of kind of some Native American land there. And uh, it was it was originally set up as just a, a natural amphitheater with the rocks kind of coming up around it. And there was no electric, you know, anything. It was all just done singing, you know, some bands, some orchestras. Um, and the natural acoustics kind of created this space. And then since then, they built up on it. And you're sitting... Like at the base of the, the, the mountain, looking up into the crowd that kind of surrounds you with two jutting rocks that kind of harness in the music. And it's just, you know, a real special spot. And uh, the 4th of July is super cool. Not that I've been able to be up the top, but if you're at the top, you know, right when, when it gets dark and, and we're playing, we hear these like pops and people are, are cheering during songs and we're like, what's that about? They're looking down on the valley below at all the municipalities throwing off their fireworks. Ah, And you can see it all at this layout, you know, where it goes down into the flatlands below the Rockies. And it's just a real kind of magical, uh, you know, experience. And um, we've had the, you know, fortune of being able to play it for so long on that night and uh, played with just about everyone. You know, we switch it up every year. So you have 28 years of different openers, different, you know, sometimes it's a co-bill, but we always close it where, you know, that's kind of our thing. And, um, it's just, it's a real, real special thing for us. And we feel real fortunate to be able to keep playing it and, uh, have no plans on stopping. No,
0: <laughs> heck no. We're visiting with, uh, Tad Kinchela, uh, with blues traveler. And, uh, they've been touring this summer. They'll be here October 22nd at the Renaissance with government mule Uh, It's going to be a hell of a show. Um, Obviously, it'll sell out, and it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're looking forward to them being there. Tad joins us on the Yingling Lager guest line. You're listening to Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Um, Tad, have you – I figure you have. um, Have you played at the Ryman in Nashville?
4: Yes. Yes, we have, yeah. I love that place.
0: I absolutely love that venue.
4: Yeah, again, like you know, it's like, what well, you know when you ask like why Red Rocks is special and you know you go out and you experience it and you're like whoa you know and and there's the, the intangibles it's just, just this the feeling and the energy and the way that the room's shaped the is very much like that you know you go in and uh, just the way it's set up you know steeped in, in in great history and there's a, some acoustics about that room that really make you bring you in and make you feel part of like the band playing and when you're playing it. It's the same thing. It's just you know you're basically just looking at like 180 degrees of people, and you could really see their faces. And it's you know it's a it's a great great venue. And and I, actually that's another place. If you if there's a band you like, come to Nashville and see it. See them at the Ryman. Like you you won't regret it. <laughs> well, I, I
0: saw uh, I saw the Black Crows there a couple years ago back to back. They did a uh, they did an electric show the first night, an acoustic show the second night and at oh, that point cool. I was hooked on the ramen. Well, I mean, I already loved the black crows and, um, and of course love blues traveler. I listened, started listening in 90. I don't remember when it was 95, 96, somewhere in there when I was in college. Sure. Um, we're visiting with Tad Kinchela, blues traveler. He joins us on the out of bounds show and they'll be here October 22nd. Go to twilightms.com. And uh, check it out for tickets and tables and all kinds of things that um, that you can get and grab with friends and clients and so on and enjoy the evening. Um, so, do you went to Brown University? Is that
4: right? I did. I, di- I did. Yeah. I had a kind of circuitous route to ending up in in Blues Traveler, but yeah, I I, I attended Brown University.
0: Which means you had your act together K through twelve academics to get into <laughs> Brown, Tad.
4: Yeah, you know we. you could say that, I I mean, we, I, we grew up, my father was a, we, the band's from Princeton, New Jersey and my brother's a guitarist in blues traveler. So, you know, our, our dad was a professor of psychology at Princeton. So we kind of grew up on the Princeton university campus. Um, And, you know, just in general academics and towns like that just happen to be, you know, kind of, you know, you know, foisted on you early. So you just learn how to do, you know, do all right. And, You know, by the time my brother went through, he'd made all the mistakes that I didn't. So I was able to, you know, really really dial in, get my work done and then go play music or then go play sports. And, you know, I and I was I look back and I, you know, so busy with like extracurricular activities. But it was like getting work done and learning, you know, kind of was part of the first thing you do um, and which is great. You know, it's, uh, I had a lot of friends that, you know, did all the same stuff and very, very active and other stuff, but all of us were like had our heads together. And, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to go to Brown. I ended up, I actually was a, a kind of a, I'm a lacrosse junkie. So I ended up playing lacrosse up at Brown too. So that was a, a, a super cool experience. Um, you know, again, a kind of a Princeton, New Jersey sport <laughs> to so- be playing, but, but I I still uh, bring the stick out and I've got rope back into some like you know men's tournaments and stuff like that. So um, this summer I taught Pat uh, uh, Monahan how to throw a lacrosse stick, so it was kind of fun. He was like, "I've never done that."
0: <laughs> That's cool.
4: All right, so lacrosse.
0: Yeah. You you play lacrosse at Brown University. Um, who 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 has or had at that time the best lacrosse team in the Ivy League?
4: Oh, uh, in the Ivy league was Brown. We were, uh, I think ranked two going into the 95 season. Damn. Um, yeah. And we went to the uh, national semifinals. So we were good. We were, we are really good. In fact, uh, like the best, uh, uh, offensive player in the country was on Brown. We had the best goalie in the country. I mean, it was, it was, you know, kind of coming from, you know, a good program and, and being pretty good. Um, you jump into a, a team like that and again you know lacrosse it's 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 picked up a lot it's not like d1 football where you know there's tons you, know, you know thousands more people playing however you jump in you know you're a big fish in a small pond and then all of a sudden you're playing with like you know first team all americans and uh, it was you know it, it took a little getting used to playing with such much talent and uh it was great i mean you know we had success i got to play with great players you know so filled kind of my my dream of playing you know at that level and uh it was really really good experience
0: i can't believe i had a buddy graduated the same year uh as i did here in high school that went to brown university oh is that right yeah yeah uh smart dude for sure way over my head uh as far as as far as academics but uh one of the (laughs) smartest dudes i've i've ever been around um, Tad Kinchula with Blues Traveler. They'll be here October 27th at the Renaissance, twilightms.com. What's it like, uh, working with your brother?
4: You know, we have a really good working relationship. Um, you know, obviously if it, if it didn't work, I mean, you know, you said you saw the Black Crows, you know, there's, there they had some tumultuous times sure. between yeah. Chris and Rich and, uh, you know, we all know about it and probably don't know about it. So um, I'm glad to see, actually, on that side note, I'm glad to see them back together. You know, playing the music that we all love because uh, it's special when those two play together. I agree. Um, but but uh, we can learn great. You know, sometimes when you know we're we're a little more candid about like that idea sucks. You know, <laughs> you, can, you know, you know that this is a better idea or stuff like that versus you know working with other people. Um, but it's expected and known in the band. So. Um, that's kind of a, a good thing to have it at, at points because you can just cut through all the, you know, finessing. Oh, well, maybe a different idea. <laughs> you know? um, no so filter. It's little, you know, it's, it's a little more efficient to be honest, but we've, we've gotten along great. He lives out in LA. I've, we've never lived near each other in any town. So we, you know, we're together on tour. Uh, you know, he's three feet away from me. His bunk's right, you know, right opposite, which some, some days I wake up and, you know, and, you know, we're pulling the curtain on our bunk and I'm staring at my brother, you know, three feet away from me. And, we're, you know, 50 years old. And it's like, hey, bro. Um, and, you know, that, that, it's like we're at summer camp, you know. So, um, but it's, it's, it's fantastic. We, we, you know, we're really fortunate to be able to do that and, to, you know, see each other. But the cool thing is, too, it's like you don't have to schedule, like, family plans outside of touring because, like, you spend so much time together. You're like, all right, we, we don't have to do, like, the holidays together or, you know, do the big family get-togethers because, um, you know, it's, it's, it's plenty of time together.
0: Yeah, check that box. There you go. Uh, that's <laughs> great. So for our listeners, uh, we're visiting with Tad, uh, Tad Chinch- Kinchula and his brother, Chan Kinchula, also uh, part of Blues Traveler, and uh, he and John Popper started playing together in the 80s, and then uh, Tad joined in in 1999. Well, all right. What did your parent, you mentioned your dad was an academic. Um, yeah. Sure. What did your parents, were they all on board, all supportive once uh, they, you, you know, and Chan they, went down this road yeah, of artist musician?
4: Yeah, you know that, like going back to it, it's kind of an academic town. Um and we had a really good high school. And, you know, the se- when you're a senior, it's just all the parents, where are you going? Where are you going? And uh, they mean college, you know, and it's kind of expected. And certainly the bands joined in high school and they're like, hey, we are really like this. And it's it was an alternative option to be like, let's go to New York and see how we could do. And most people are like, oh, they're like, well, yeah. <laughs> nothing's going to happen. And our parents were really cool. They let us, you know, kind of do. The stuff we wanted to do and had a passion for, and you know, I I played you know three sports and played music and orchestra and sang and did all sorts of stuff and let us do it. And Chan played you know in the band and he played sports as well. And you know, when they were like, let's give it a try, they they were more like, if you guys are serious about it, give it a try. You know, like go ahead and do this. I, I'm sure they're reticent about them like moving into an apartment together in like some shady Brooklyn neighborhood, but it it was um they they really kind of embraced it um and you know for me the the, the cool thing is like i could they would let me on like wednesday night jump on a train uh and go into like wetlands and in, in manhattan see a show and come back i'd be back at like 3 a.m <laughs> as long as i got to school on time they're like all right you can do this but you know there's no like you know bag in school and Um, and so that was a cool side effect is like, you know, in high school, I was, got the green light to go into New York city. Um, but they were, you know, they were really supportive. All the parents were supportive. Um, you know, it wasn't, but, but there was a finite time. I think they said like, you know, after a year or two, um, if this isn't working, you know, you're going to have to kind of remain (laughs) on course with kind of some other options, maybe academic or, you know, whatever it was, um. Uh, but I have to say, it was it an was extremely supportive group of parents. And, the you know, the, the community in general co- got around it. And then when once there was success, they were all you know, like, oh, yeah, of course, our, our band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, it was, yeah, we're, I mean, it's, you know, it's there's so many talented people doing it. And it, it is a, a step off a, a cliff to, to say we're going to, you know, try to make it in music. I mean, it was, I think a little, the scene was much, so much different then than now With not, without like the, you know, kind of um, online presence of being able to distribute music, you know. I mean, you could be a, like a, a duo in New Zealand, put out music and you have like, you know, a million followers and half of which are in the United States and you haven't left your, you know, your house. So it, it's a whole different scene. Back then it was a little more like you got to see the band. You have to check this out and so it kind of forced bodies into places and um you know that whole vibe has changed but it was really good timing for the band to be a unique sound but you know kind of doing their own thing Absolutely. going into new york in that scene so um you know, it's worked out really well, I think, you know, given, given the, the leap of faith. Ironically enough, too, Chris Barron, who went to Princeton High School and was buddies with everyone, you know, growing up since, you know, fifth or sixth grade, he went in and he would open up a little for Blues Travel then started his own band. And then Spin Doctors ended up being huge, too. So it was like lightning struck you know, real big <laughs> to the Princeton high school, you know, alumni in that, uh, you know, five year period,
0: dude, I loved spin doctors and blues travelers. This is incredible. <laughs> I'm in my late forties. So, I mean, it was just oh, right okay. in my so wheelhouse. Right. I started college in yeah. 92 and it was just right there. Boom. That kind of, yeah. uh, uh, spin doctors blues. Like I said, it was everywhere. I mean, it, and I, I was at an yeah. sec school, um, yeah. But, it, it, and we were, you know, in college, you can road trip all the time, but it didn't matter where we were going. Um, you know, the, the music, that music was there. Um, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. We're busy, you know, I mean, talking to SEC bands. Yes. <laughs>
0: Hootie and the Blowfish. So. No, no doubt. Darius Rucker, huge, yeah. uh, South Carolina Gamecock. We're visiting with, uh, Tad Kenchula, uh blues traveler, bassist, his brother also in the band. Obviously, uh, John Popper. They'll be here um, October 27th at the Renaissance. You can go to twilightms.com, and they'll be with another uh, very, very talented band, uh, Gover- Government Mule. So excited about that. Oh, All right. yeah. I'm going to wrap it up with this. Be- oh, okay. Um, is it true how everything played out? A, a bartender at one of the clubs... Where Blues Traveler was playing um, early on, uh, he had a job with Dave, David Letterman and introduced the band to David Letterman, and then Blues Traveler appeared on Letterman, and that was the big break or one of the big breaks. Tat.
4: Yeah, that is actually true. It was a, a buddy was uh, I don't know what his role was at at Letterman, but yeah, he was in the scene going to to, to music and. Um, you know his his girlfriend or friends, you know mutual friends, um, was like you know they're hanging out one night and he's like I'm gonna see if I can get their name on it, and I guess got a tape, and was able to get it in and David Dave Dave Letterman l- l- listened to it and was like oh this is great and you know kind of threw caution to the wind and booked a band that you know is a local New York band on it on a national show, um, and that was a really big uh, break for the band for sure. Um, and as the band, I think we've been back while Letterman was there. I think they got back like eight or nine times, um, to, uh, Damn. the Letterman show. And he was always absolutely a supporter and, and had done so for some other bands as, you know, throughout time, as I've heard, um, you know, really giving bands band some breaks and, uh, and that's huge. So plus being big Letterman fans growing up watching late night, it was, um, a really cool, uh, you know, thing, uh, kind of a, a gigantic, uh, achievement to be, you know, meeting Dave Letterman. So.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. Incredible. So not only is he a part of blues traveler, went to Brown and, and university, and then he played lacrosse there and, uh, <laughs> all kinds of cool stuff. And they'll be here, um, October 22nd, blues traveler and government mule. Uh, here in the Jackson Metro area, and they'll be at the Renaissance. You can go to twilightms.com. All right, Tad, thank you so much, man, for for hanging out with us today. Uh, we're looking forward to the show October 22nd, and congratulations on all the success.
4: All right, thank you very much. It was a privilege being on, and uh, we look forward to the show, especially Warren Haynes is an old, old friend of the the bands from back in the New York days, so we're always super excited to see Warren and Government Mule. Great band.
0: Yeah, they are. They are. Tad Kinchula on the Out of Bounds Show. Thanks, Tad. Appreciate it.
4: Yeah, man. Take care.
0: Basis for Blues Traveler, and they will join Government Mule October 22nd uh, at the Renaissance. Go to twilightms.com. Thanks for listening to the Whiskey 61 podcast.